Before we begin, it's important that I emphasize a few disclaimers. By no means am I calling the individuals mentioned in this video scammers. Consider what you are about to see a criticism of their business practices and promoted ideologies, not an incitement of harassment or hate. I have no way of knowing their true intentions. It is entirely possible that those mentioned have created their teachings with good intent, no matter how misguided those teachings have become. And whilst I will be including sources to back up every claim that I make, treat this video as my own opinion and conclusions surrounding the subject of New Age spirituality and New Thoughts related ideas. Now, to those who think I am criticizing anyone who is trying to make money, you have misunderstood my position. One look at my channel will show you, I have no problem with somebody making money. However, I do take issue with the context surrounding how they make their money. A lot of people actually were in my group were attending the events, the courses, in a hope to make money so that they could feed their family, but you know, unfortunately they have lost it. So New Age spirituality has seen incredible growth in the mainstream, having a huge influence on the self-help industry thanks to figures like Napoleon Hill, Rhonda Byrne and others who I will be discussing further. But what seemingly goes unnoticed is the booming business behind it that I think does more harm than good. When you recognize your vibrational frequency, you're drawing into yourself all the time, literally, the vibration that is most like what you're putting out. Right. There was a woman who had cancer who refused medical treatment because she believed in the secret. In this video, we'll take a look at some of its most influential figures, its roots, and how it is fundamentally built from a flawed and dangerous disregard for reality. Now, it would be impossible for me to cover the entirety of the New Thought movement in just one video. So bear in mind that there will be influential figures in this industry that I fail to mention or decide to cut. However, I want you to take notice of the patterns. From multi-level marketing, to scammers, to self-help, to pseudoscience, to subtle deception, I'll aim to demonstrate why I think New Age spirituality has inherently allowed itself to become the perfect grift. exclusive all-wheel drive a premium navigation this low everyday price is here to stay we'll get you approved in 30 minutes or less i guarantee it did i know at the time out of my greatest despair was to come the greatest gift i couldn't believe all the people who knew this they were the greatest people in history i began searching for people alive today who know the secret you know this secret gives you everything you want. In 2006, Rhonda Byrne released her film, The Secret, a film that promised to change your life, featuring various gurus who promoted an idea that could bring you health, wealth, and happiness. That idea was the law of attraction. 
Everything that's coming into your life, you are attracting into your life. And it's attracted to you by virtue of the images you're holding in your mind. A film that suggested being overweight came from thinking fat thoughts. Or that the only reason a person does not have enough money is because they are blocking money from coming to them with their own thoughts. The secret is the law of attraction. It was a feel-good message. The film exceeded $65 million in sales and became something of a cultural phenomenon. Have you heard about it? This is the secret. Talk about this DVD has been spreading around the world. I, I had friends that were telling me that the secret is real. A girl I knew sent me a book called The Secret. She was like, listen, David, this is going to help you. But what you are also witnessing here is a success of another kind. A success at rebranding an idea that had been cultivated for many years before Burns' film. Fast forward to present day, and you'll find no shortage of gurus promoting these same rehashed ideas. The moment you start feeling abundant and worthy, you are generating wealth. Three law of attraction truths that I wish I knew earlier. Whatever you can see in your mind, you can hold in your hand, whether you want to be a millionaire, whether you Seven steps to speed up the law of attraction using your spiritual powers. Here we establish the first pattern of this industry targeting a vulnerable audience. Those who are struggling financially, having relationship problems, or suffering from a disease are particularly favorable. Or perhaps you're just searching for answers. This idea, this law of attraction, seems to serve up answers in such a simple yet idealistic way. And the truth is you can actually get whatever you want in life. Whatever you can see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. Whether you want to be a millionaire, whether you want to give you three ways to manifest money within 24 hours. How would you like to get your ex back? The law of attraction may be the power you need. When you're vulnerable or desperate, Critical thinking is dulled, and feeling and emotion cloud your decision-making abilities. So when you're presented this secret, a secret that promises to change your life with so little effort, who could possibly fault you for wanting to believe? The bait has been set, but you have to understand, the law of attraction is only one branch of a bigger belief system. To understand the problems with the ideas Rhonda presented, you have to examine the roots of where it all began. From here, you can trace the same patterns and the influence it's having over the gurus we see today. The New Thought movement was centered around a few key ideas. That we and everything in existence are essentially God, or at least we all have some level of divinity within us. Positive thinking has the power to carry forth manifestations into the material world. New Thought's supposed origins travel back to a man named Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, an American clockmaker born in 1802. Quimby became interested in the idea of using the mind as a way of curing people from illness and disease, after he himself had supposedly recovered from tuberculosis through his own healing methods. His philosophy became the basis for New Thought. Quimby's teachings inspired many other authors and so-called philosophers to continue spreading and expanding on his message and the overall New Thought movement. In those years, 
New Thought focused on our mind's ability to heal us from illness and disease. It emphasized intuition, feeling and anecdotal evidence rather than empirical science-based evidence. It wasn't, however, until the 20th century where the New Thought movement extrapolated this into wealth creation. The ideology is perfect. If our thoughts had the power to quite literally change the material world, surely they could manifest wealth too. Then, a man named Napoleon Hill came right out of the blue with his first book, The Law of Success, and a decade later, his best-selling book, Think and Grow Rich. Up to this point, it's nigh impossible to tell what the intentions of most New Thought authors were. The ideas they presented in their works were logically flawed in many areas, some of which I have already discussed in the first instalment of this series, others of which we will get into soon. But it's when we get to figures like Napoleon Hill that the lines between good intentions and con artistry are blurred. Because Hill had an immense influence over many of the New Thought Law of Attraction gurus that have come since, having had his works promoted and circulated in countless business and self-help circles. I promise you, if you yourself haven't heard of this book, you know someone who has. But my question to you now is, how much do you really know about Napoleon Hill? Because if we take a dive into Hill's past, we notice that the reputation he's acquired amongst the New Thought movement is not at all what it seems. On the contrary, his true narrative is one of failed businesses, fraud, and grossly exaggerated achievements. Think and Grow Rich echoes much of the New Thought sentiment especially when it comes to the pursuit of riches, highlighting how our thoughts and our desires can be transmuted into their financial equivalent. Hill even goes as far as to use examples in which thoughts have been able to cure deafness, including his own sons. This is a book that Napoleon claims he was tasked with creating after meeting one of the richest men in the world at the time, Andrew Carnegie, whereby Carnegie tasked him to interview some of the most successful men in business and learn the secrets to their success. But go a little further down that rabbit hole and you'll realize Hill may not be the person he is so commonly portrayed as by his fans or his own works. In 1907, 30 years before the release of Think and Grow Rich, Hill co-founded the Acre Hill Lumber Company in Mobile, Alabama. Only a year later, the Pensacola Journal reported that the company was liable to bankruptcy proceedings and charges of mail fraud. It turns out that Hill had bought lumber from outside of Mobile on credit before selling the lumber at a much lower price in cash. Eventually, creditors and other businesses were catching wind of the fraud, and in September of 1908, Hill was on the run from authorities. It was around this time that Napoleon Hill claimed he spoke with Andrew Carnegie. But according to Andrew Carnegie's biographer, there was, quote, no evidence of any sort that Carnegie and Hill ever met. In 1909, Hill initiated the Automobile College of Washington, a college that promised students to teach them how to build, chauffeur, and sell motor cars. Only, it turns out this college was just a way of getting free labor for building cars and then selling them. The Motor World magazine in April 1912 called Hill's College a scam and a quote, joke to anyone of average intelligence listing the many insane claims that Hills College had been making, along with its scheme of paying students $3 a head per any other student they had recruited into the college, much akin to a multi-level marketing scheme we might see today. The college eventually folded in 1912. 
But Hill wasn't finished trying to make a name for himself. And in 1915, he established a school called the George Washington Institute of Advertising, intending to teach the principles of success and self-confidence. Only three years later, two warrants had been issued for the arrest of Hill with charges of violating blue sky laws. You see, Hill established the college with a $100,000 capitalization and attempted to sell the shares to investors, primarily his own students, despite the school's assets being worth at best $1,200. The school ended not long afterwards. And this only scratches the surface of the other swindles Hill had been involved in. Of course, I understand what the common rebuke here would be. Napoleon Hill's book actually has value, and I myself have taken value from that book. Why should I care if the man himself had a fraudulent past? But that's the point, isn't it? If you were a grifter, then for the grift to work, you must be able to provide some crumb of truth. The strategy is simple yet so effective. Gain the trust of your victim by preaching some level of truth, then subtly attach more extreme ideas to that truth until the victim can no longer recognize the difference. New Thought does this constantly. Positive thinking is no longer just a tool solely for better day-to-day -day well-being. It becomes a powerful force that can literally manifest material results. Health and disease, according to New Thought, can be cured simply through the power of our minds. Consider this. How many people have read and engrossed themselves in the teachings of Napoleon Hill? Hundreds, if not millions of individuals? But how many of them truly managed to achieve the financial success that they initially visualized on being tasked to do so when reading the book? Most, I'd wager, have likely not. Why is that? Because financial success can't possibly be reduced down to your thinking or your ability to visualize wealth. Even taking action, which Hill admittedly does promote in his book, is no guarantee for financial success. Action increases probabilities, but for this to be a law, it must work every time. And yet, new thought is fundamentally unfalsifiable. We can't measure thoughts and feelings, nor the supposed vibrations thoughts and feelings have. And that's just the thing, see? The best grift is the one that leaves the grifter blameless. Anyone right now can write a book or sell a program on the law of attraction. They can run ads targeting vulnerable consumers. And best of all, if their teachings don't work, the blame never falls on them. It's always your fault. You didn't believe enough. You weren't thinking positive enough. You had resistance. You weren't patient enough. Now the price of a book doesn't seem daunting. If you only spend a few dollars and glean some value from it, then it seems rather harmless and possibly worth the money. But how would you feel if the price of said book was a figure much higher than just a few dollars? How would you feel about someone promoting a secret or guarantee of success for much larger amounts of money? Napoleon Hill's book has been an inspiration to many, as the New Thought movement continues to grow, inspiring much of the self-help industry we're consumed by today. Two of which went by the names of Jerry and Esther Hicks. We'd like to uh, ask Abraham to come and speak to us. Okay, it just takes a few seconds. I'm, I won't move much. It is nice to have an opportunity to visit. Mm -hmm. 
Esther Hicks claims that she can channel an entity, or rather a group of entities known as Abraham Hicks, charging hundreds of dollars for their seminars and workshops. Good morning. Members of the audience are invited forward to pose a question to Esther, or more specifically, the Abraham entity she is supposedly channeling. Hi, it's nice to see you again. Thank you again, and thank you to Esther. Whilst Jerry sits at the side somewhere, taking notes, perhaps for their next book. We want to say that in this book that is coming, there are 33 examples of all kinds of things that might happen in someone's life. And each of these examples... Both Esther and Jerry have authored countless books promoting the teachings of this Abraham entity, which are structured like a conversation between Jerry and Abraham with the latter giving answers to life's most asked questions. Esther goes as far as claiming on her site that this is the original source material for the current Law of Attraction. In fact, many in the Law of Attraction community suggest that Rhonda Byrne's film, The Secret, was just a watered-down version of Hicks's teachings. And it's precisely because of Esther's reputation as the most authentic one out of the two that I think it's worth discussing her. Because upon closer inspection, we see that much of Hicks's teachings are exactly what we've come to understand from New Thought. I don't actually have to know whether or not Esther really is channeling an entity for me to be extremely sceptical of her work. The contradictions and problematic teachings speak far more to her legitimacy than any claims of channeling. In Esther's book, The Law of Attraction, one such problematic teaching centers around the idea that a victim of a robbery is a co-creator of the violence inflicted upon them. Jerry states, I can understand robbers being attracted to those they're robbing, but it's difficult to see innocent victims attracting the robbery, or the person being discriminated against attracting the prejudice. Hicks responds, they are just the same. The assaulted and the assaulter are co-creators of the event. If you think Hicks's response here is a one-off, you'd be mistaken. She emphasizes this point numerous times. Take a moment to truly consider the level of victim blaming and lack of accountability that such a position would lead to. Or instead of a robbery, imagine a child born into poverty who starves to death before the age of five. According to Hicks's teachings, these children were co-creators of their fate. And this isn't a belief shared just by Hicks alone. This is a fundamental premise in all of New Thought, by this logic, we can say that the perpetrators of countless crimes shouldn't be held accountable. After all, they are just the product of their victim's vibrational frequency. Any rational person can see the danger of this thinking. But as we've come to learn, for the preacher of such ideas, this logic is perfect. Because all who complain that they haven't been able to manifest health, wealth, abundance, or whatever dream we've sold them on, we can tell these people that it isn't the fault of our belief system that they didn't get what they wanted. It is in fact their fault. And as we peddle more of our workshops, write more of our books, we have an excuse each and every time someone attempts to challenge our ideas.
so what we notice as we look into the medical profession today we see doctors and scientists literally scaring people to death with their pronouncements of diseases that are incurable when we know that there is not any disease that is incurable you can get to where you want to be from wherever you are if you will point in the direction that you want to go and continue to move in that direction Esther Hicks, as we've already discovered with others in the New Thought Movement, makes the claim that our thoughts and feelings, or our vibrational frequencies, can cure us of any disease. It seems odd then, or rather hypocritical, that her husband Jerry himself passed away from cancer in 2011. But this hypocrisy is something we'll see more of as we continue. Now, you might ask, why bother adding all the metaphysical and pseudoscientific ideas in the first place? If Esther and Jerry were truly trying to con people or just make a ton of money, wouldn't it have appealed to a bigger market if she simply passed herself off as a life coach? Rather than turning potential customers off of her works by claiming that she could channel another entity. I, however, disagree. It's my opinion that the addition of spirituality and channeling is actually an incredibly clever marketing device. Because now life advice turns into the teachings of Abraham. And if one wants to hear the teachings of Abraham, they must go to the source. They must go to the person who is claiming to channel this divine entity. This creates scarcity around Hicks's business of answering humanity's burning questions. And the scarcer the product, the more valuable it becomes. So when you're given an eye-watering price tag, no one bats an eyelid. It is my opinion that New Thought's use of spirituality and pseudoscience serves this exact purpose, allowing your teachings to seem more valuable in the marketplace. It is my opinion that the use of an Abraham entity is more of a marketing device than anything else. Conceived from the foundation of Jerry Hicks's past career as a high-level distributor for the multi-level marketing company Amway. A company that preached ideas like the law of attraction and books like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich because they recognized that in order to keep members inside the MLM scheme, they had to blame themselves if they didn't achieve the goals the MLM promised. Either way, none of this stopped Oprah from inviting Esther for an interview years later, just as she had done with Rhonda Byrne. And that for over 20 years, Esther Hicks and her husband Jerry have been spreading the word of that so-called secret. It didn't stop the Abraham Hicks money-making machine from running as usual. The secret, just like Esther and Jerry's works, were repackaged ideas from the same root, New Thought. It was perfect, to promise you health, wealth, love and abundance all in one go. To package it all under an umbrella of spirituality. I believe that once you discover the secret, that you can immediately start creating the life you want. Whether it's getting out of debt, whether it's finding a more fulfilling job, even falling in love. Rhonda's film earned her millions, and it gave an incredible boost to the careers of the supposed teachers it featured, allowing them to branch away from the franchise to run their own coaching businesses and cash in on spiritual retreats. But I remind you, New Thought is a belief system perfectly designed for grifters who don't care for the desperately ill, poor, and helpless who line their pockets, leading them to push incredibly dangerous ideas onto their victims. 
So I thought, what if I just visualize checks coming in the mail? So I just visualize a bunch of checks coming in the mail. Within just one month, things started to change. And it is amazing. Today, I just get checks in the mail. I get a few bills, but I get more checks than bills. But now serious questions have been raised about his business dealings. In this exclusive investigation, Ben Fordham has found investors left high and dry and demanding justice. A former student of Shermer's who spent $30,000 to learn about the stock market. Part of the, the funds were supposed to be put into a trading fund and David would then trade those funds on the, on the future stock market. What happened to that fund? Well, we don't know. It's, it's their money. It they not, paid you the tuition fees. It's not their and money. And you told them that you would take $5,000 out of each person's tuition and trade it on the market. And they would receive 50% of the profits. They never received any profits. Where's the money? That money, it, and, and come back to the original question. Where is the money? Please answer the question. I, the, the money, and, and as I, someone asked me recently the where same question. Where is the money, David? Where, where, Please the answer the question. Where is the money? Where is the money? You tell me. Most people look at their current state of affairs and they say, this is who I am. That's not who you are. That's who you were. And so you must continually invest in yourself. You've got to grow in every single way. Your money is nothing more than the amount of energy, paper energy, that you have in your pocket or purse. Hey, what's the problem? Two people aren't breathing. There's no pulse. Yes. Police are focusing their investigation on James Arthur Ray, the motivational speaker and self-help guru who ran the five-day retreat. Over 60 people were in the sweat lodge for two hours as the culmination of Ray's spiritual warrior retreat. It was pitch black inside and extremely hot. When it was over, two people were dead. Kirby's life ended while she was trying to improve it. That's when she found self-help guru James Arthur Ray. And I can help you. I really can. The motivational speaker had already built a multi-million dollar business, launched by the popular movie The Secret. She reached one of the highest level workshops, a retreat, which costs her her life savings, $10,000. Do find the defendant, James Arthur Ray, on the offense of negligent homicide as a result of the death of Kirby Brown as follows, guilty. On November 23rd, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I truly believed in my heart with my strong faith that I was already healed. I saw myself as if cancer was never in my body. From the time I was diagnosed, which was November 23rd, to the time I was healed totally was approximately three months. And that's without radiation and chemotherapy.
you will attract everything that you require. If it's money you need, you'll attract. If it's people you need, you'll attract. If it's a certain book you need, you'll attract. Bob Proctor is a preacher of the law of attraction, appearing numerous times during Rhonda Byrne's film. But perhaps you may not know, Bob Proctor had also been a big promoter of the multi-level marketing company, Vima, a company that specifically targeted universities, aiming to find teenagers and young adults who are filled with dreams of wealth and fame. Here you create your own income. You can be 16 and make as much money as you want. You can be 85 and make as much money as you want. Why would you let somebody else tell you how much money you're worth? That doesn't make sense to me. Sorry. Bob Proctor made several appearances at their events, as his books were promoted amongst Vima's young distributors. In fact, I introduced my own wife to the company, and she earns tens of thousands of dollars now. Now, I recommended that she join a company called Vima, and I recommended it because I know the man that owns the company. And there's a company I'm working with, Vima, and I'm working with their people worldwide. Because I'm going to tell you, this is one of the best opportunities for time and money freedom that you're ever going to find. The opportunity that you're looking at here with Vima will give you that. And Charles is going to explain an idea about Vima, about what a phenomenal product it is, but what a phenomenal compensation plan. Now, I've got a reputation that is worldwide. I wouldn't do anything to stain or do hurt my reputation. In 2015, the company was shut down for essentially being a pyramid scheme. Alex Morton, one of the figureheads for Vima, later went on to promoting a similar multi-level marketing scheme. My name is Alex Morton, and I'm the executive vice president of iMarkets Live. Now, who else do you think promotes iMarkets Live, attending and speaking at their conferences? Mr. Bob Rocker. I believe that's the goal of all thinking people that join the IM Academy. There's such a phenomenal opportunity here. But of course, this is no issue to Bob Proctor, as he can continue promoting these schemes whilst charging for his own self-help courses and programs. You are all, and I am, God's highest form of creation. Nothing can guess what you and I are thinking. The simplest way to sum up the law of attraction. To get rich using the law of attraction. On the 17 second manifestation. You expand your awareness. Favorite law of attraction and manifesting habits. So it's just one payment of $3.99 or three installments of $1.49. How to manifest a text from a specific person. And how to manifest your significant other. But manifesting health for the people in our lives. You want to manifest anything you want into your life. Be yeah. Ask for a video on how to manifest someone. Attract your twin Flame. Money, money, scarcity, manifestation, love. To some, it'll be nothing but a passing fad. And to others, in a more vulnerable and desperate situation, it'll be their last perceived lifeline. A ticket to escaping debt, a ticket to repairing relationships, a ticket to curing themselves of a disease. And we'll see the same pattern repeat itself again and again of those searching for miracles and those selling them. Because I know I was absolutely broken. Um, it's the only way I can put it into words. I was broken because of my experience. How much money did you lose? 
in your experience? All in all, the guts of ten thousand pounds. I know oh it's a sick. And as a single parent, that's got to be devastating. Um, devastating is a bit of an understatement. What is the law of attraction or new thought when you realize that positive thinking, visualizations, meditation, affirmations are all tools that exist separately from this belief system? When we strip away all these tools from new thought, then perhaps you'll see it in a truer light. An unhealthy glorification of positivity with a lack of care for real science, opting instead for anecdotes and unfalsifiable claims. Of course, science isn't able to explain everything yet. The problem of consciousness is a real one. But when I look at new thought or new age spirituality in general, it doesn't seem truly interested in these ideas. It instead uses spirituality to promote great dreams and a feel-good message that dumbs down complicated issues like obtaining wealth or disease into metaphysical pseudoscientific concepts. It uses spirituality to avoid harsher realities about the world at large. It is guilty of the just world fallacy, assuming that positive actions will lead to positive consequences, completely ignoring the fact that sometimes those who are optimistic and positive all their lives can be run down and taken advantage of, whilst other individuals who are morally bankrupt advance successfully in their careers with no repercussions. It's easy to fall into New Thought's overly optimistic and naive painting of reality. I know this because I myself have done so. In a video on this very channel, I promoted the works of Eckhart Tolle. And although Tolle's books steer more towards Eastern and Taoist philosophy, I didn't realize that what I was promoting was still a gateway into New Thought. My message here is not that you should abandon your goals, visions or dreams, but that you should be wary of an industry that uses unfalsifiable claims and an unimaginable amount of pseudoscience to generate millions in revenue. Critical thinking is a skill, and it should be honed and practiced. From looking at the New Thought movement's tendency to attract those who have questionable intentions, to its incredibly harmful claims about health and medicine, and its constant habit of victim blaming, it should be met with extreme scrutiny. And a series like this isn't going to stop this ever-growing industry. But my hope is that it gets you to see another side to this belief system. Whether you yourself believe in it, or whether you know someone who does. Because at some point, I'm certain, you will encounter new thoughts or new age spirituality, whether it be on the train home from work, whilst talking to a friend, or scrolling through your social media feed. If this series gets you to do anything in that moment, it's this to stop and think critically, no matter how vulnerable your situation, to not let someone bypass your reason and logic, to be able to spot when someone is promising you a dream, to spot when someone is presenting you a crumb of truth so that you accept their larger, more extreme claims as truth too, to spot all of this and to be able to see through the illusion. An illusion masquerading as truth, using pseudoscience, spirituality and a feel-good message as bait.
And that, my friends, brings us to the end of this video and series. Uh, before you click off, if you haven't already seen it, part one will be linked in the description below. Goes without saying, again, that this isn't about inciting harassment or hate. It is about my thoughts and critique on New Age spirituality and the New Thought movement. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of heated debates in the comments below, which I look forward to reading. But uh, if you did enjoy this video and this series, do hit the like button. Do subscribe to the channel if you like the content. Those things are free, but they really do help out with everything that I'm doing of the channel and if you'd like to support the channel further i've got a patreon where i do q a's video editing tutorials that kind of thing so if that sounds like something you might be interested in do check it out link will be in the description below but look with all of those call to actions out of the way um thank you to you the watcher who has watched through to the end uh, i can't emphasize enough how much that 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 really does mean a lot especially for huge projects like this uh, i hope to see you in the future videos coming up again a lot of exciting projects to work on my friends i hope you have a wonderful rest of the day as always hand to head salute so many days is yet to come too many times has come to pass too many moments put aside Get